Hello, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. So we're into town. We are ready for takeoff. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome aboard, it's Phil from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, and welcome back to another episode of Debrief, our podcast brought to you by the DVC Clubhouse Pod Squad. I am Amy, and I am joined again by Phil, Kathleen, and Scott. Hey guys, welcome aboard, hey, everyone. And this week we have kind of a, a different topic than has you would find being discussed on most of the the different channels. Talking about two resorts that aren't necessarily ever really pitted against each other or discussed in the same context. But those resorts that we're going to talk about today are Bay Lake Tower and Riviera. And the reason why we decided to talk about those two resorts today is because they are both, aside from just being the only towers right now existing at Disney World in terms of DVC, we are currently watching the, the Poly Tower be built. With great anticipation. But they are very, they are resorts where the homeowners are like such loyalists to those resorts. They absolutely love them. They are loyal to those resorts where they only really want to stay at them, and they are not necessarily as beloved by non-owners as they are by owners. They're quite polarizing in that regard, where people really either love them or kind of have them as, as their least favorite. And so we're going to take a dive into why that is for those two resorts do some pros and cons, and then wrap it up by deciding which of the two we would rather stay at. So, Kathleen, what do you think about Bay Lake Tower and Riviera? What are your thoughts? You you had some very choice words for Riviera in our first episode of our podcast where you revealed that it was the first resort you'd ever stayed at, and you don't feel so great about it. So why, why don't you elaborate? <coughs> So for Riviera, it was the first resort I ever stayed at. We stayed at a Tower Studio, which I absolutely love. The Tower Studios there. We've also stayed at, uh, we've stayed in a preferred room there a few times, which was not preferred by any means. The rooms are very nice. I just don't see the appeal to Riviera. I, I, other than it's brand new and shiny and pretty inside, not outside, I don't see the appeal at all. I feel like the quick service is just, okay. I'm not a fan of Bar Riva. It's not very pleasant sitting outside in 100 degree weather when, you know, when you're trying to, you know, drink a drink or, or whatnot because it is outside. The pools are not my favorite. I don't think they're anything to, you know, speak of. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, and I hate saying that because I, I like every resort. I really do for different reasons, but 
I never want to just go to Riviera. The only time that I really, really ever want to go there is just to see uh, what new merch they have because they, they do have a pretty nice gift shop, I will say that. Um, but other than that, there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there for me. Topolino's is, I've had breakfast and dinner there. It used to be my favorite breakfast only because I love how the characters are there. The interaction is great. It's just very expensive and you could hardly get into the place. $45 fruit plate. And the, and the point charts are crazy. So I don't know. I just, I don't see the appeal. There's just not much over there. Bay Lake Tower. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, they say it's the biggest one bedrooms. I have never stayed in a one bedroom at Bay Lake Tower. We've only stayed in studios and I actually don't mind them. They're, they're fine for us. We saw a two bedroom. Oh, I have been in a two bedroom. Those are nice too. Never stayed in it, but I actually like the Steakhouse 71. We, we really enjoy over there. Uh, we like the lounge. We like going up to California Grill up at the, uh, at the lounge up there. Chef Mickey's. We do like Chef Mickey's. I know a lot of people do not, but we do like it there. If it were up to me, if I had to pick, if there was availability tonight over Bay Lake or Riviera, I'm going to pick Bay Lake Tower over Riviera every day. Interesting. I think a lot of people just like Bay Lake because it's new. Riviera. So, or I'm sorry, yes, Riviera. <laughs> Once this tower opens up, that's what everyone's going to be talking about is this new tower and Riviera is just going to be in the back there. I completely agree with that statement 100%. But I just, that's it. There, it. I don't know. It's just there's, I just, I need somebody to explain to me why they love Riviera so much. Well, if I could jump in, I think... And I'm not pro-Riviera by any means. I think what you said was perfect. It's new. The theming of it really is good. The artwork, everything, you know, I, I think the theming is a little different than anything that you would ever experience anywhere else. But other than that, I'm really struggling because I, I really <laughs> am. I, I, I just, the, the transportation is the Skyliner. And that's the draw. You know, well, we have the Skyliner. Okay, well, if it also starts to sprinkle outside, you no longer have the Skyliner. But it, I don't know, restaurants, like you said, Topolino's is good, but Topolino's is all they have. The quick service, a lot of people argue that that is one of the better quick services on property. You can get some different things there. It's okay. I know when we first went, that is the only place ever on property that somebody messed up a Mickey waffle. I totally forgot about that. They just could not make a Mickey waffle there. I don't know what they did, but it, I don't know. It was a bad first experience for you and your Mickey waffles. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not against Riviera by any means. I could see why people like it, but I think it's the new shiny resort. And I think, like you said, once Poly Tower is built, you are not going to hear anything about the Riviera anymore. So I think that something that Riviera does have going for it is I think that they have by far the best layout of any deluxe studio. They have DVC kind of like learned the lessons and like listened to what people want finally. And there are a couple of things about those studios that are just outstanding. And number one, filled with with USB ports. I mean, I think that that's part of the, the fact that it's new and it was built at a time when we all actually have owned multiple devices and every member of our family owned multiple devices. So 
they definitely heard people's feedback about needing more USB ports and places to be able to charge devices. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were the first to introduce the Murphy bed, right? The pull-down Murphy bed as the second bed instead of having an actual sofa, a pull-out sofa. And the thing that they did that was so genius is that they made the actual bed, there's a space for you to put the coffee table under the bed so that when you pull the Murphy bed down, you don't just have the coffee table pushed aside and then need to navigate your way around the coffee table when you're trying to get around the room. You can put it under the bed. And so to be able to pull out that bed and not have cushions all over the place and to be able to put the coffee table under the bed, you have so much floor space available to you and it's not being cluttered up by a coffee table or by couch cushions. So that is excellent. And the bathroom situation there is is great too. So, you know, they kind of had that split bathroom concept there as well. And I just think that from a, a layout perspective, as somebody who is a big split stay person, I once did a 10 day trip where I did a split stay at five different resorts and they were all at studios. And by far, the Riviera was the best in terms of giving me the space that I felt that I needed while the beds were pulled out. So I loved the layout. And I think that that is something, conversely, when you look at Bay Lake Tower, I think part of the reason why people put Bay Lake Tower, myself included, at the bottom of the list is because those rooms are so small. Those studios are so small. I think that they, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and you know... Arguably any, the worst storage on property because of the size of those Well, rooms. terrible storage, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and if anybody knows this to not be true, I believe it is the only studio where the pull-out couch is a full-size mattress and not a queen. And so you've got a... The living space doesn't even accommodate two queen-size mattresses. You've got the queen bed, and then you've got a full-size pull-out. And so that makes it for families, even families of four whose kids are okay, like teenagers are are okay with sharing a bed, like mine are not. They hate when I stay at any of the studios where there's not the the fifth sleeper because my kids do not want to share a bed, but it makes it particularly difficult at Bay Lake Tower because those beds are so small. So I have to give Riviera credit where credit is due in terms of having excellent studios and also having the option of the tower studio so that if you are a Riviera owner who does not, and I specify Riviera owner because it's very difficult to get a tower studio if you are not a Riviera owner, but it does give them a low points option if they are just a couple traveling together who wants to go to Disney for, you know, a weekend and have the accessibility to go to a a festival at Epcot or or whatever they want to do to be able to spend fewer points because the Riviera points chart is egregiously high for what you're getting. And I and for me that is the biggest con is the points chart because I'm a, a person who wants to again, I'm kind of like the first generation of DVC owners 
where all of those resorts were kind of built to look after Old Key West was built, all of those subsequent resorts, Boardwalk Beach Club, Boulder Ridge, which at the time was just the villas at Wilderness Lodge, all had the same footprint, the same exact layout, and the same points charts. I feel like the arguments always come back to the same thing, so, and you mentioned it, and I'm glad you stopped, because just to point out, your opening gambit for why Riviera was so amazing was more USB ports. That's pretty telling about the resort itself, where you're like, well, you know, Scott at least talked about the art on the walls and the feel, and it was different, and you're like, well, they have more USB ports. Like, is that really what is the deciding factor for why this is better than another one is USB ports? Like, how... How lacking does it have to be where your first thought went to, well, you can plug in more iPhones? Well, it was like, de- it was noticeable for me definitely on a stay, like where, like I said, where I was staying at five different resorts. It, and it wasn't just the USB ports. It was just that Disney listened and they were building a room to meet the needs of its users. And so the storage situations... And, and, like, the size of the studios, being able to put the coffee table under the bed and being able to charge. Like, those are all things, especially because I, I travel with two teenage girls who have a million devices and who don't want to sleep together. So it has the fifth sleeper. So we were able to have all of the beds open. Everyone was able to charge. Like, those are things that, while they may not be the deciding factor... It is certainly a consideration when I'm when I'm at least choosing between the least favorites of my resorts. So are you going to pick Riviera over Bay Lake? I'm kind of like processing going through the different elements of each of the resorts. And so I think from a room standpoint, and I've never, I can't speak to the one, two or three bedrooms in either of the resorts because I've never been in them. But in terms of the deluxe studios and the availability, you know, the existence of the tower studios, I would give the point to Riviera there over over Bay Lake Tower. But in terms of dining options, I'm also underwhelmed by Riviera. I've dined at Topolino's. I've gone for dinner. I mean, Kathleen, you know. It's like I make reservations at Topolino's like it, there is nobody with more hope in their heart than me when I make a Topolino's dinner reservation because I'm like, this is the time that I'm going to have the experience that everyone in the world has had where they love it and it's amazing. And and I just I haven't had that experience no. yet. I have been I have been I've thought the food was good. I've thought the the service was good. I've thought that the wine list is mediocre. The price tag is very high. And that is something I think that if it maybe if it wasn't so expensive, I'd be able to say, yes, like this is a place that I would come over and over again. But I just can't justify the expense of that meal for not feeling for not walking out of there feeling like, oh, that was the best meal I've ever had. So I'm, I'm underwhelmed by that. I do enjoy the breakfast, but again, I feel like the breakfast, now that they have limited what you can get from the menu, whereas before you were able to, it was kind of like a order, like a all you care to eat situation. Now you're limited to what you can order and it's expensive for breakfast. 45 bucks a person for breakfast, that's not it for me. And... Why, and so now it's kind of like a thing where I've done it twice and I'll probably never do it again because 
I just, I don't need to spend that much money on breakfast. You're right. I think you guys aren't giving Primo Piatto enough credit. And I've stopped in there a couple of times on the Skyliner for a quick service meal, and I have never been disappointed with their quick service where I find that Bay Lake Tower, especially being removed from the main building, quick service is a problem there. So I, I think if we're comparing the two, I have to give the edge to Riviera just on their quick service. But if I'm paying the money, I'm going to Cali Grill before I'm going well, to. I'm Cali. going to. Absolutely. I think, I, I think Contempo Cafe is pretty weak. You know, weren't, you, weren't we just talking about this the other day about Contempo Cafe, how they've, they've changed? They're, they've redone their menu. So it's, it's a lot better now than what it was, but they brought back a lot of things that people really liked. I know one was like, uh, I don't know what it was, like a Chicago-style like Italian beef sandwich. There's a lot of new things that they just brought back on the menu. Phil, you said that you would pick Cali Grill over Topolino's every time. I would pick Steakhouse 71 over Topolino's 10 out of 10 times. I don't disagree. We had an amazing meal the first time we went there. The reports I've heard back recently seem to indicate that maybe it's slipped a little bit, but I don't have any firsthand experience with that. I want to go back to Amy's original point. I have to wonder, I mean, I have my own feelings on Riviera, but we talked about how those who own there are just avidly, viscerally defensive of their choice. And I almost have to wonder how much of that is just a gut reaction to everyone crapping on their resort constantly. They had to embrace it really hard and fight back because, I mean, from minute one, once those resale restrictions were announced for Riviera, DVC picked sides very quickly about what they felt about the resort, and they hadn't even stayed there. We talked about this, I think, before the show started. A lot of people have opinions about a few different resorts without having ever stayed there based on their sense of what the resort is. And a lot of people put their foot down and said, we despise Riviera, and they hadn't ever stayed there, but they had already made up their minds about it based on its distance from everything, the resale restrictions, and the points charts. So I think that perhaps those owners became so cemented in that position because they were just being attacked so heavily by everyone from every direction. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, that's what we were talking about earlier. The same thing could be said at, you know, people that have not stayed at Grand Floridian. I mean, the, the attack on that is it's too stuffy and I could never, you know, I don't want to stay there, but you don't know until you actually stay there. So, yeah, I could see that. You know, though, I think, Phil, to your point, there is, because there's a, there's a difference between, oh, I think it's stuffy and, you know, the theming, like, there is a, for people who do not like Riviera, it is not just about, oh, it's too stuffy. There is a sentiment that it was not a good purchase because of the resale restrictions. And I think that a lot of the defensiveness comes because people felt good about their purchase. And when people start to question the soundness of a large financial decision, I think people are going to push back on that decision because they feel good about what they did. And so the defensiveness, I think, and because people are also defensive about Bay Lake Tower, but to a, a much lesser extent than Riviera. I mean, it is not as heated as it is. You know, Bay Lake Tower, people will say that they love it because of the proximity to the parks or, you know, whatever, like, their their reasons are. And kind of... If somebody says that they're, you know, they don't like the studio because it's too small or they don't like looking at a dumpster when they're staying at a theme park view, 
they kind of just laugh it off and don't get as defensive. I think that the reason why Riviera owners, and understandably so, feel as defensive is because nobody is questioning the financial soundness of the decisions of a Bay Lake Tower owner the way that they do for Riviera owners. And that becomes very personal. I think that's personal. You know, when people feel like their financial savvy is being questioned, that's a very personal type of attack. And I think people feel the need to defend their decision to buy there and therefore they will stand by it and stand by their desire to stay there because and why would people not and everyone's yeah why would people not question the the financial you know decision to buy at bay lake tower versus riviera because i what is the price per point direct at at bay lake it's not even about the price per point it's about the resale okay yeah i do get that and the long-term ramifications. But everybody went into that knowing what that was. So it's, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I guess financially, you're paying more at Bay Lake, but I guess you're right about the resale restrictions. But everybody knew what they were getting into with that prior to buying. I got to be honest, I mean, if we're questioning decision-making, I think I would far more question, and I think I'm going to get some side-eye from this group. I think I'm far more questioning the decision to buy into a Fort Wilderness cabin than I am to buy into Riviera. Amy's laughing, but I'm saying this in all honesty. I'm not giving you, and I don't even know what the price per point is, I'm not giving you what you want for point to go stay on the backside of Fort Wilderness. I would be far more inclined to give you what you're looking for at Riviera. I think they're two totally different fields, but at least Riviera is arguably a deluxe where I think the cabins are... I think it's going to be a hard. I'm excited for those cabins. Argument. We were just over in that area. I think everyone is here but me. Well, you you just said that Riviera is arguably a deluxe, but is it decidedly a deluxe? I have also argued that I think Old Key West is arguably a deluxe. I have in my mind a deluxe resort is the resorts that have fantastic dining. They have the larger rooms, and they have, to me, immediate or close to immediate theme park access. I think that I could make the argument in either direction for some of them. I think that the argument for Saratoga and Old Key West, which I think is another episode we're kind of playing around with here, is that you don't have really good access to anything but Disney Springs. They're nice resorts, they're beautiful to look at, but you lack access. I think Animal Kingdom has fantastic dining, but aside from the five-minute drive to Animal Kingdom or the four-day drive to any other theme park, you're really detached. I think you could argue that Wilderness Lodge is a very short boat ride. Contemporary is a walk. Grand Floridian is a walk. Polynesian is a walk or a very short boat ride. Yacht Club and Beach Club are a walk or a very short boat ride. Boardwalk is a walk or a very short boat ride. And then you've got Riviera, which is moderate adjacent, and I use that term all the time. What makes it so much better than Caribbean Beach other than it's a slightly nicer experience to be there? It's its own little subclass, the same as Fort Wilderness is going to be, where it's deluxe because of the accommodations, but really what else does it have going for it? That, coupled with the resale restrictions, coupled with the points charts, is what drives me away from Riviera. I don't have a problem with it. I think if you talk about the feel of it, and I don't think that they're stuffy the way that Grand Floridian has 
the reputation for being stuffy. But I do think compared to other resorts, both of these are very cold. They're sparse. Walking into those resorts, I don't get the Disney feel. And by Disney feel, I don't mean Incredibles on the wall or Hey Hey looking at me in my boxer shorts at Polynesian as I'm making coffee. I think that they lack theming. If I'm staying in Bay Lake Tower or Riviera, I feel like I'm staying at the Hyatt Crystal City in Washington, D.C. They both give me the same nice hotel, but hotel feel versus the resort. It all starts when you walk in. Right. It both, you know, the lobby at, at Riviera is nicer, but the lobby at Bay Lake Tower is, I mean, I've been to lobbies at Hilton's that felt exactly the same way. What sets it apart? I don't like the theming of both. I of actually them. often forget what the lobby at Bay Lake Tower looks like. I need to like actively like stop and think about it and like think back to a time that I've stayed at and be like, okay, when I've arrived, because, well, I mean, part of it I think is, other than when you first arrive, you're probably not often going through the lobby. I mean, I guess if you're walking to Magic Kingdom, you are, but you're crossing over that, that footbridge to cross over to the contemporary. The Bay Lake Tower lobby is essentially a desk. It's yeah. like a front desk. Mm-hmm. That's it. You've got like a front desk area. With some neon yeah. lights. And so Riviera definitely. And Riviera, I think it has more of a grand entrance where they have the, you know, the portico share and that water that you, you know, like the water on either side with like little. You get the welcome home yeah. vibe when you're coming well, like you, you feel like you've arrived at something. Whereas Bay Lake Tower. I mean, you feel like you're navigating through a parking lot to be dropped off at... Because you are. Even coming back from Magic Kingdom, you're walking through the parking lot to get to the walking path and going... And I love the access. We've used it. We used it with the kids. It was phenomenal. But you are, in fact, walking across a parking lot in order to get to the theme park. There's no argument against that. So Bailey Tower lacks immersion for me is, I mean, just... It's a very... And I've, I've said it... In the past, other other people who I've had this conversation with have heard me say it. When I am booking a resort at seven months out, so, I, you know, I own it Beach Club and I own it Copper Creek. When I want to stay at a resort other than my home resorts and I'm looking at seven months, Bay Lake Tower is probably my last choice. So for And it's interesting because while I can argue in favor of bay lake over riviera when my eye is looking and seeing what's available i'm more excited when i see something at riviera than i am something at bay lake and i do think again like i only stay at recently i've only been staying at studios i just don't enjoy the bay lake studios i find them to be very small but they do have a great view the Bay Lake Lake View. I'm. I'm. The sunrise on that Bay Lake View is amazing. Yeah, is the fogs just sitting on the water and all the watercraft are coming out of the backside dry docks to drive across to Seven Seas Lagoon? Is that sunrise and early morning view? I would take that over a theme park view ten times out of ten. It is so same. relaxing and so pretty. Same. I mean, I, I I almost feel like now I'm I'm as I'm saying it out loud, I'm kind of like reversing my decision because. I'm thinking about that view. I love my mornings at Disney, sitting on a balcony or sitting outside and watching the sunrise. And 
for me, there is no better place to watch a sunrise at Disney than over Bay Lake. And it's why I love staying at Wilderness Lodge at those resorts so much because starting my day looking at that is perfection. If you're looking moment of zen, I would completely agree. Bay Lake has it over any other resort on property for that early morning zen. It's quiet, but you've still got that Disney touch with the boats coming by. I can't think of another resort outside of, and I would even say Boulder Ridge over Copper Creek because you've got that little detached field going down the walkway. Boulder Ridge looking out over the water and Bay Lake looking out over the water are where I have had those core memories of my kids early in the morning just looking out over the water that just gives you all the feels. Mm. And we talked about it in the last episode. You're gonna get it me really does up. come down to how you feel. <laughs> are you picking Bay Lake or Riviera, Scott? Well, I don't know. I was just thinking if, if I had a choice, if it's September and if it's just two people traveling, what am I going to pick? Am I going to pick a tower studio at Riviera or am I going to pick a lake view or a theme park view at Bay Lake? And I think I pick Riviera. I mean, I think I'm just, those tower studios are, I think, probably one of the best views as far as like just sitting on your balcony and watching fireworks at night. You could see Epcot, Magic Kingdom off in the distance, Fantasmic. I don't know. I I would pick it because of that. Well, and I have to say, one of the best sunsets that I've ever watched at Disney was from Riviera. I was on an upper floor, one of those upper floors that faces towards Hollywood Studios. And sitting there with the skyliner going, the reflection, I really do. I love, you know, that body of water that separates Riviera from Caribbean Beach. And you've got the skyliner going over it, so you have the reflection in the water of the skyliner. You've got the Tower of Terror in the distance, and the the sunset was just absolutely stunning. So that was beautiful, too. I mean, also, that rooftop bar, although I said I don't love Topolino's and I want my experience to be excellent there, standing up on that rooftop bar, watching, being able to see Epcot and being able to see Tower of Terror and being able to see... You know, I think you, what is that, like Coronado Springs, like the Destino, Grand Destino Tower you can see from up there. The vantage point from up there is absolutely stunning also. So, I mean, you've, we're talking about two resorts that have really stunning views. The top of the top of the World Lounge also has a stunning sunset view. So, I mean, we've got two resorts that really offer you a beautiful view of theme parks in the distance with the sun setting and that's great but you know when I put that against when I think about the sunrise at Bay Lake because you get them both at, at Bay Lake Tower in a really spectacular fashion because you can watch the but sun what is your view from your room versus the rooftop on Riviera well it was my it was my room that I watched the sunset yeah those tower studios okay. uh, th- that's where my favorite view was and I mean I would pick that over anything at Bay Lake. That view was just incredible. I looked, by the way, it is for standard view studios, tower studios aside, you are only one point difference between the standard views at Bay Lake Tower Studio and Riviera. Tower Studio? Almost a wash. No, the tower studio is a little less. You are uh, for a tower studio right now, if you were to go tonight, it is 16 points at Riviera and 19 in a standard view. 
where Bay Lake Tower sits right in the center, a standard view studio is 18 points. So they're, they're yeah. pretty close, all told. Yeah, I think I, in I, terms of dining, I pick Bay Lake. It, I'm so torn between the two because they have good points and bad points. But dining, I go Bay Lake. Pool, I go Riviera. I The thing that makes me hesitate to book at Riviera, and, and people can make fun of me all they want, is that Skyliner. Don't like it. You know, and it, I don't have a problem with it throughout the day, but as soon as it starts to get a little stormy or if it's at night, I just don't feel comfortable riding in that Skyliner. And if you take the Skyliner away, what do you have for transportation between Epcot, Riviera, Hollywood Studios, Riviera? There, There is no other transportation. You are kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere, and I actually see the Skyliner as an asset to the resort. I love the Skyliner, and I've said before I wanted so desperately to hate it. Now I want them to extend it. I think a Skyliner into Disney Springs would be incredible for all the resorts. But you're right. If you lose access to the Skyliner, which happens not frequently but not infrequently, you are marooned out there with nothing but a bus ride back in. So you lose that access on a fairly regular basis. But as long as it's there, I think it's a huge asset to the resort. And let's be honest, that's how they sold the resort, was having the Skyliner access. That was one of their big selling points, is you will have these beautiful vistas to look out upon from the top of the building, and you'll have the Skyliner. And if the Skyliner goes down, you lose one of the biggest points for actually booking or staying at that resort. But it's not just the weather that can impact the Skyliner. I mean, it basically goes down once a year for a couple of weeks at a time for maintenance. Yeah, we've seen it go down. Yes, you're right. Yes. So that's basically two to three weeks out of the year that you know you will not have Skyliner access, which is a big bummer for... And then it just basically becomes Animal Kingdom where you have to wait on a bus for everything. Without the view of the animals, which is the one selling point of Animal Kingdom. So really, what do you have going for you? I just, I I found, and I am not anti-Riviera. I think Matt and I have gone back and forth about this on the side a whole bunch, that and AHL hockey. I wasn't underwhelmed. I uh, wasn't overwhelmed. I was just straight-whelmed with (laughs) Riviera. I thought it had some good points, but I didn't think there was anything about it that screamed to me that I had to own there, I had to stay there, I had to buy in there. Like Amy, when I'm looking at what's available at the seven-month window, Riviera automatically falls to the bottom of the list for me, and I can't tell you why. I can't say it's because of its distance. I can't say it's because of the aesthetic. It doesn't give me the feels the way that other resorts do. Bay Lake Tower, the inside doesn't give me the feels, and I've got an interesting story about the whole white aesthetic they've got going on there. (laughs) But, you know, there are other resorts that just... They give me that Disney magic, that welcome home feel, that I step in there and I feel completely immersed in them. And I just didn't feel that at Riviera. I feel it being close to Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake and Magic Kingdom, but I also don't get that feel inside of Bay Lake. I think if we're going up to the bigger rooms, Bay Lake is amazing. They both actually, you talked about only sleeping four, they are actually two of the resorts that will sleep five in a one bedroom and that has always been a real giant sticking point for me are these resorts like boardwalk which we love that will sleep five in a studio but only four in a one bedroom it drives me nuts having two kids a boy and a girl that don't want to stay together they don't want to share a bed together they're now eight and eleven so it's icky to share a bed together so we need that one bedroom that sleeps five that's a must-have for us now which is what has driven us away from Polly and why we're waiting so expectantly on the announcements for this tower. 
but I just I walk into those resorts and I just don't feel it. I don't feel that vibe that I feel at other places. It's inexplicable. It's a visceral feel. It's doesn't do it for me. Well, to talk about the aesthetic of them for a moment, both of them for me, I feel like are kind of big concrete slabs with windows. In some ways, it's more acceptable that that is what Bay Lake Tower looks like because it's next to the contemporary, which is an OG, and there's a lot of nostalgia around that. So people are like, okay, it's fine because Bay Lake Tower is an extension of the contemporary. My issue with Riviera is, and I have expressed this before, and people disagree with me, and people will disagree with me, but the, the French Riviera or you know, and the Mediterranean... If you look at pictures of existing resorts or of, or of the, the coastline in those parts of the world, they are vibrant. They are filled with colors and gold and pastels and and maybe, you know, even a little gauche in some places, some people might, might think. But if, if you look at some of the most popular or, or just most recognizable, most well-known hotels that are located in the French Riviera. They're just filled with pastels. You look at their pools and they have these like pink umbrellas at at the poolside and they are very ornate. And when you look at, I just think it was such a weird design choice by the Imagineers with Riviera to be painting the shutters green, blue, and orange. Those are very odd color choices that really do resemble Hampton Inns. We have found pictures online of Hampton Inns that look exactly like Riviera. And I feel as though if they had picked a softer color palette and made it be a little bit a little bit more ornate and a little bit more kind of feminine in the aesthetic, it would have been more appealing. Because it would have more closely resembled that aesthetic that exists in the Riviera. And I just don't think that they did a good job of replicating that in a way that makes you that's feel an interesting. That's an interesting point, though. Have you vacationed in the Med in the area that Riviera is kind of trying to show or, or demonstrate? I have not, or, but or, I or have... emulate, I guess is the word. Yeah, I, I have not, but... I know people who have, and I've seen pictures from from friends who have vacationed there, and I have done my own research because it's always been a place on my bucket list of places that I love, and I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful, and it's not necessarily what you would find here in the United States, and it might be, it might feel a little, a little extra, but it's the kind of that feel that is what is a defining characteristic of those areas and i just think that the riviera misses the mark so i'll say this and you just raised this point and it's something i hadn't thought of before if you step into the hotel the resort at riviera it very much does feel like what a comparable hotel would be like in that area it does not feel like the pictures or the images that you would see taken professionally to advertise that area. However, if you go over to Polynesian, I have also vacationed at the places it tries to emulate. 
and it very much feels like what the pictures are, but not like what the resorts are. I think the Imagineers tried to match what the resorts are in Riviera versus what the pictures are, if that makes sense. Right. Where if you go to the other highly themed resorts, they are representing what the the feel is that you want to have at those places and the the well it's kind of like the idealized version right that we build i thank you the idealized version and and it's where they they matched what it was versus the idealized version where at other resorts they matched the idealized versions versus what it was so maybe they missed the mark on that by trying to emulate it so closely it could be and i feel as though something that and maybe not so much the case now because Disney has just become so expensive for a family to travel to that people can't take the money that they would spend on a Disney vacation and and travel to Europe. But at one point the notion was, and I think it's where, you know, what Walt Disney was trying to do was, you know, Walt Disney was a man who traveled and he traveled to different parts of the world And he wanted to bring that experience to people in this, who lived in the United States, who might not have the opportunity to travel the way that he did. And so he, in building his theme parks and in building the resorts that he had a hand in building, he was trying to bring an experience to people rather than them needing to go and get that experience. And I think think that that is what was that so successful was that people did kind of have then an ideally an idealized version i mean disney world is literally a fairy tale brought to life it's our imaginations brought to 3d reality and people want to be able to walk into a place and feel like they have been swept into the story that they have created in their minds and I don't feel like I'm swept anywhere when I walk into Riviera, except for maybe just like a very generic hotel that I've stayed at when I've been traveling for business or for a conference. You talk about colors and the feel, and it's interesting. The person that we're lacking with all of this, the person that did all the colors for the resorts that we're speaking of prior to Riviera is John Hench. And he talked about how different colors make you feel a certain way and the aesthetic of how the colors make you feel is what sets the tone. And he was adamant about that from his movies to the design of the theme parks to the design of the hotels, that color was what made people feel a certain way. In fact, when he walked into California Adventure for the first time right after opening it, and they said, John, what do you think? He said, I liked it better when it was a parking lot. He just thought that it lacked. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's that aesthetic on both of them to come back to when you walk in, it feels sparse in the neon and all the white. There's not a lot of that color palette there. So not having that experience and not letting an Imagineer with that experience take control may lead to what we're talking about, which is that intangible feel when you walk into both of those resorts that you just aren't comforted because there aren't the color palettes that we see elsewhere on property. And I think maybe that has a lot to do with it. Maybe John Hench is rolling over in his grave right now. Well, that being said, I mean, I think that if you look at the trends in design just across the board, not at Disney, design trends have become very minimal like that meant that minimalist um style of design low cost is the term you're looking well, for well 
low cost, but it's also where people seem to be drawn to houses now, like construction that is very white and gray and design elements are very white and gray and neutral. And I'm seeing it, you know, working in real estate and seeing open houses where these flippers are buying these houses and staging them in very neutral tones, very white, grays, beige. That is what sells. And when you look at the demographics of new home buyers right now, they are the demographics of the people who are probably the same people who are the biggest DVC new owners or, or potential new owners. And so in some ways it's this, you know, art imitates life. And is it that they are, you know, trying very hard to bring that very neutral design element to these resorts? It might even be why they even chose Riviera as a theme, because they thought maybe that would be more appealing to millennials versus Gen X, whereas like, you know, Gen X was the bulk of the buyers probably. And I mean, this is all this is all anecdotal and based on kind of I don't have those statistics in front of me, but I'm I feel like Gen X were like the new buyers and the target buyers 10, 20 years ago. And now we're looking at a new generation of DVC owners who are also the new generation of home buyers. And the trends in the DVC resorts or not even the DVC resorts, just the resorts in general in terms of the decor elements that they're bringing in are very reflective of what design trends are right now in homes. Well, I mean, I think also when you go back to the buyers, and this isn't meant to insult anyone, but DVC sells the dream, right? They get you when you're at your highest for that nostalgia point, and they sell you into these properties. And by tearing down everybody's feelings on Riviera, you are tearing down that feeling, that nostalgia, that dream that they bought into. That's a personal decision, and that could be taken as a personal attack. So I can see why they would put themselves behind these walls and, and defend it to the death. Absolutely. I agree with that. So push comes to shove. You have both of them available. They're very similar in points. You can book tonight. Where are you staying, Amy? Are you staying at Riviera? Are you staying at Bay Lake? Before this conversation, I would have said Riviera, but in really talking it through and talking about the things that are most important to me, I'm going Bay Lake because that proximity to Bay Lake and to be able to, you know, be, to sit outside and see that sunrise come up over Bay Lake. And that, that's, that's one of like the intangibles for me that really brings value to, to my vacation. So I think Bay Lake Tower just moved up and I think Riviera moved down. Bay Lake Tower. Kathleen, why? Dining, um, proximity to a park. I don't know. I just, I like it better. I just do. Scott? I'm going to go Bay Lake. I just feel, I don't know. Like I said, I have nothing against Riviera, but I just feel like they missed the mark at Riviera. I don't know. If they were trying to make it feel like the authentic version of, uh, you know, where you would stay at, they missed the mark on making it feel deluxe, I guess, to me. They want to advertise it as deluxe, 
when I walk into Grand Floridian or Animal Kingdom and I walk into that lobby, my mouth opens up a little bit because I'm amazed at what I see. When I walk into Riviera, I'm not. And it's new, it's nice, but that's gonna wear off eventually. We talked about the dining, we talked about some other points, but I just feel like if I'm gonna pick, I think Bay Lake has just consistently got some better options, dining, walking over to a, a park. I don't know, I'm, I'm just gonna go Bay Lake, I guess. What about you, Phil? Yeah, well, you said you were moving. You thought at the beginning of this conversation you were going to pick Riviera and you went over to Bay Lake. And I'm very, very torn between the two. But I think based on a number of factors, you know, we haven't spent a night at Riviera. We've gone over there for meals. We've gone through there on the Skyliner. We've toured it. We've walked around. I haven't seen that view from the top. And the lobby, I haven't been to Disney World in almost a year been to Disneyland we haven't been to Disney World and when I walk into a lobby I want to feel like I'm coming home I think I'm actually going to pick Riviera I think their lobby is far nicer their quick serve is probably undervalued in Primo Piatto the Skyliner doesn't bother me and I've got good access now if I'm going for an extended stay I will I will say this there is a caveat if I were going for any number of days, I would go over to Bay Lake. But if I were just going in tonight to get the feels, I think I would probably pick Riviera because despite Bay Lake Tower being closer to the theme park and I love that view out over Bay Lake, I want to be able to walk into a lobby and feel like I'm being welcomed. And I feel like I'm walking into a Holiday Inn lobby when I walk into the first floor of Bay Lake Tower. And I think that this... We always say this, but I but I really mean it that as long as I'm in Disney World, I'm happy. So if I was staying at Riviera, I would be happy. If I was staying at Bay Lake Tower, I would be happy. It's just the ranking. All right, fantastic. I guess uh, we're up to 53 minutes. Any last words, guys? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like the point about the lobby, I guess, is one of my points. Like, I don't know why, but I never really feel like the lobby at Bay Lake is an issue for me. I don't know why. Like, I just don't feel like that's just a huge issue. I think of entering. Yeah, I could see that, but I don't know why I associate coming into that resort as coming in through the monor- with the monorail. I know that's the contemporary. Well, that, that was my point before where I said sometimes I have to, like, sit and actually remind myself of what the Bay Lake Tower lobby looks like because I go through it so infrequently because I'm always walking over to – the contemporary and that, you know, the grand concourse is for me, what I associate with Bay Lake tower. And I think the the grounds at the contemporary too, I mean, really what is there for grounds at the contemporary besides that, that awful pool, you've got good views, but at least walking through Riviera, there's some beautiful grounds there where I just think the contemporary contemporary, I will say at Christmas time, I didn't talk about that, but Christmas time contemporary has my favorite Christmas tree. And Riviera has a Charlie Brown tree in their lobby. All right, so just like the last episode, we talked a whole lot and didn't actually solve any big (laughs) questions of the world of Disney vacations, but I I think we've got some points across for why we think these two resorts are ranked the way they are and why they just fail to give you the feels. So on that note, we will see you guys for our next episode and until then dvc real soon bye guys have a great day guys and so our journey comes to an end 
Oh, no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? We started this thing together, and that's how we're finishing. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Happily ever!